You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name is Peter Dredge and joining me is Chantal Keane, Senior Technical Officer in the Chemistry section of SAS Laboratory, which is an urban utilities business. And we're discussing flushability, in particular, the flushability of wet wipes and toilet tissues. Welcome, Chantal. Thanks, Peter. Now, you've been involved in a study analysing the flushability of a variety of wet wipes and toilet tissues. Can you explain uh, how the study came about and who was involved? Yeah, sure. So, uh, there was a standard that came about in 2008 and it was developed primarily by the manufacturers and they... Obviously, it was skewed in their favour and the standard that they developed, the method, actually disintegrated the wipes more so than an actual sewer would. So they actually created a new standard, came about in about 2017, and that was developed independently. But we found that their standard wasn't, uh, sorry, it was too strict. So we've got these two standards that are in existence One's independent, one's by the manufacturers, but they're just not quite hitting the mark. So there was a standards committee that was brought about. So they're all volunteers, these people. They're all representatives from their own organisations. So there there are people from uh, the water industry and the flushable wipes industry on this committee. And one such person was Colin Hester. So he's actually manager of the trade waste division of Urban Utilities. He's very well respected. He's absolutely lovely person. And he... He's very passionate. He, he, he's actually got a few different standards on the go at the moment, but he came to the lab and he asked for a volunteer that could balance their normal business as usual work and very meticulous. And apparently I fit the bill. My manager recommended me to Colin Hester and said, yeah, here's your girl. So Cole originally told me it would have been a month long. The project was supposed to last just for the month of March of 2019. So a month long project has turned into over a year. And more and more people have wanted to be involved because it's, you know, it's such an important topic of the moment. So we were lucky enough to have access to the replica test sewer located at our Luggage Point Innovation Centre. And it's 1.2 kilometres in length and it's the largest replica sewer in the world. And that's something that the other bodies that have created these standards haven't had. So we've jumped at the chance to help create this standard. So hopefully we can give a better representation what happens in a sewer. Before we proceed, can you give us an idea of the reason why this is an important issue to explore? It's centered around the cost of unblocking. Sure is. So Urban Utilities deals with 3,500 blockages per year and removes 120 tonnes of wet wipes from its sewers and it costs about a million dollars a year. So when wet wipes were first put on the market, there was a noticeable increase in sewer blockages. So that's when the first standards started coming about. But actually in recent months, especially with coronavirus, when people were stockpiling toilet paper, there was also another increase in blockages at that time because people were buying tissues and paper towels as toilet paper substitutes. So I suppose it's, it's extra important at the moment and the standard is set to be released soon. So it's really, really important, especially now. And can you give us an idea of the breadth of products not only that are on the market, but also specifically that you tested? I sure can. So we've tested every available product, every available product marketed as flushable specifically on the Australian shelves. We've also tested three brands from New Zealand shelves and there's a brand from the UK, a couple of brands from 
Japan. Yeah, it's a quite a wide range. We've tested them from all over the world. We've had contacts in, in different labs and, and within the water industry as well from other countries. And we've got this massive range of wipes that we've been testing and they're all slightly different. It's amazing, really. Can you go into a little bit more detail about your replica sewer and, and how unique it is? It's, yeah, it's unique because it's the longest in the world, but it's a bit fiddly with the testing that we were trying to do because 1.2 k's in length, while it is the longest in the world, that is still not the average length that a wipe would travel when it's flushed down a toilet to its nearest, nearest sewage treatment plant. So we actually had to do multiple laps of the sewer. So it involved climbing up a ladder, popping the wipe in wow. the top of the sewer, timing it. And it was approximately six minutes. Six minutes you had to time it and wait for it to pop out down the bottom and you had to scoop it up and run as fast as you could up the ladder and put it in the top again. And generally we had to do that five times. So about half an hour was the average length of time we calculated that a wipe would spend in a sewer. The, the, the trick is though to not, to not aid in the disintegration while you're catching it and then putting it in the top again because then you, you, you're ruining your test. You know, you, that's not the idea. It's not going to be coming across a sieve and it's not going to be you know, it's not going to be run up a ladder while it's in a normal sewer. So the trick is to, sure. to be invisible, I suppose, to be as invisible as possible in this process. And of those different products, so um, so what are they manufactured from? What techniques are used so that we can get an understanding, the layperson can get an understanding of how different they are? So I can't name any specific brand names, sadly, but I sure. can tell you that each wipe was slightly different. So there was one brand in particular that was comprised of two layers. So one of them, one of the layers was a plastic layer and the other one was a paper layer. So when I did my testing here at the lab, it would, the paper layer would break up as you'd expect and the plastic layer wouldn't, but it would still look good in terms of disintegration by mass because you've actually lost half the mass but this plastic layer is still going to contribute to blockages in the sewer. But there were other brands as well that were more interwoven, I suppose. So there weren't two layers that would separate and one disintegrate. They would just not disintegrate at all because the plastic is just so interwoven with the paper. So you'd expect toilet paper to be completely 100% paper-based, but these wipes are varying ratios of plastic and paper. And Studies have shown that when I was doing my research, studies have shown that obviously the higher the ratio of the plastic to paper, the less likely it is to disintegrate. And did you do any testing of like kitchen paper towel as well or anything sort of at the extremities of, of what would pass as, as a flushable product? We sure did. We tested paper towels, baby wipes, makeup wipes, uh, mm. like Absolutely, and any wipe on the shelf. That was especially in the, the beginning stages of our project. We wanted to get a baseline of what would what we expect to disintegrate 100% and what wouldn't disintegrate at all. So, actually, I was I was quite heartbroken personally because I I'd, I'd been to a, a cinema recently and um, I, I was in a stall and it didn't have any toilet paper. But I thought, oh, that's fine. I've got a little travel pack of tissues, and you know, tissues, toilet paper, they're both paper. And I've, yeah, I've used these travel pack of tissues and then I've come back to the lab and I've actually tested the exact same brand of travel pack of tissues and it turns out that there's a giant layer of plastic in it and it hasn't disintegrated at all and I'm just heartbroken oh. because here I am doing all this flushability testing and I'm part of the problem. So yeah. there was a, bit, a few wake-up calls, a few unexpected findings actually in that process. So 
I can't stress enough to only flush the three P's, especially just at the moment until the standards released, only flush the three P's, you know, your pee, poo and paper. So even, even tissues, they're not toilet paper. They're not the same thing. Can you draw uh, a picture for us as to your results and where they sat um, in relation to that um, previous testing? My results sat right in the middle of our two existing standards. So there was the strict standard and the standard that wasn't strict enough. And our results fell right in the middle, which is, is funny, actually. It's, it's a bit of a tug of war, but, um, but not for all wipes. There, some of the wipes, right. there, was, there was almost a point where they could not physically disintegrate anymore. So some of them, no matter what you put them through, would just, they're just bulletproof, absolutely bulletproof. But wow. then, you know, there are, I have to give credit to Japan. Their wipes were very, very good. But I assume that's because they have different sewers than what we have. Remind us of the context um, and how this will be part of input into um, a new standard and how that will unfold. Sure. So I've been in correspondence actually with one of the standard members. And yeah, he's told me that for the first time in history, we have some kind of agreement between the flushable wipes industry and the water industry. So we're all very excited. <laughs> the standard itself is actually going to be comprised of seven different parts. So when you flush something, obviously there's a lot more involved than just the disintegration that happens while it's traveling to the sewer. Like there's a bunch of different obstacles that a wipe or toilet paper will encounter along the way. So there are actually seven different parts and we're just one part of the bigger picture. The problem is the standard, once it is finished, will still only be voluntary on manufacturers. So they can still display flushable all they like, but if it's not actually flushable, they just won't be able to display the standard tick of approval. So that's still a problem and I think there needs to be more awareness around that. So when you walk down the supermarket aisles and you see flushable on any form of um, product, <laughs> you'll remain skeptical, I guess. Oh, too right, too right. My my mum actually stopped buying flushable wipes because I kept coming home and saying, Mum, what have I told you? I've told you this brand is no good. Yes, no, I, I, I see them on the shelves and I just want to write a little sticky note underneath it or take them off the shelves. Oh, yeah, I've become very passionate over the past year or so. I, I'm quite invested. Good on you. Well, I've been speaking with Chantal Keane, Senior Technical Officer in the Chemistry Section of SAS Laboratory, which is an urban utilities business. Thanks, Chantal, for your time. No worries at all. Thank you for having me.